Well, it's not the trip back to Bloomington that the Illini were looking forward to. Doing the Sunday no huddle on location here on Friday after the game in Bloomington. Andy Olson joined by Robert Rosenthal from IlliniBoard.com. And Robert, I don't know where we start with this one. I guess we start with it seems like it's the same story being told over and over again. The Illini lose this one on a touchdown in the final minute from Indiana, and it's a loss that seems familiar almost. Very familiar. And, and even last year, there were the, you know, the Purdue game up nine to six with four minutes left. Just need one more stop, a long drive, and that's that. The Maryland game just need one more stop, a long drive, they win. So it's the, it's those last three minutes, you know, it's 57 minutes of good football and then three minutes where it falls apart. And it's a, you know, it's an alarming pattern, but it goes back further than just the last two years. You know, this is all Illini fans know this feeling of like just one play, just this one moment, just, oh, if that touchdown would have counted, you know, go around a game and, and trying to come up with the things that that cost you those last games. Well, let's start dissecting maybe some of the performances. Final score 23 20. Indiana coming out on top a defensive battle as not a lot of points were scored in this one but the Illini had their chances a few balls go through the hands one in the corner of the end zone not called a touchdown called an incomplete pass that could be debatable but the Illini had plenty of chances it just seemed like what Brett Bielema described afterwards as not knowing maybe how to win those games yet yeah that's that's the pattern here that you know with it's kind of the Illinois fans have asked for competitive football you know if you think back to all the, you know, Iowa 63, Illinois 0, or, you know, go back to 2005 where Penn State's up 56 to 3 at halftime. That's, that's a different kind of familiar Illinois feeling. This is competitive football, and it's, it has been through, you know, the first season and the, the first two games of this, and, and Illinois is in every game. But that all too familiar, oh, man, if, are they going to, are they, is it going to happen again? Are they just going to blow it right here at the end? Uh, it happened again, and you know these are just the games Illinois doesn't seem to pull out. A lot of it comes down to decision making once again. Brett Bielema in Illinois with a couple of really important decisions down the stretch, going for it on fourth down, up one at the one yard line, and then later in the game, up one once again. It's fourth and one, a little bit longer field goal. They decide to go for the field goal that time. Mm -hmm. They go for it fourth down earlier in the game, don't get it. Defense does its job, but still once again, Brett Bielema getting put on the spot and trying to make those decisions. Will they, won't they? What do you make about the decision making in this one? You know, because they got the three and out immediately after missing it at the fourth and one and basically restarted that drive and started it over again. In my mind, that's the kind of thing, you know, yes, you can go at the end of the game and say, oh, well, those three points and, you know, yes, you can play that game, but because they kind of wiped it out and started over, I don't really hope this game to me comes down to that drive. You, you, your defense have played great. I don't know if Indiana had scored in the second half. They had not, no. And, you know, you just need one more stop. That's the story of this game. You know, people will talk about, you know, over in that corner of the end zone, you know, if they call that a touchdown, it's not a field goal, there's four points. Well, now it's a 24-23 game. You can play that, you know, you can play that game out. And what if, and if we had had this, and what it should have gone, and should have punted, and should have kicked the field goal, all that. But really, they, they then got a field goal, they had the four-point lead, all they had to do was prevent a touchdown, a field goal wouldn't beat them, 
and they gave up 75-yard drive, and that's the entire game right there. Stop that drive, and we're not talking about any of this. Let's talk about that 75-yard drive because the defense had played so, so good in the second half, even the first half, considering um, everything that had happened. Uh, the second half, you have that interception to start by Kendall Smith that immediately flips the ball back to Illinois. Uh, at, at one point, they had allowed just two yards per play in the second half, so the defense was playing really well, getting that momentum going. But it all came down to that last drive. Once again, 75 yards, 12 plays down the field, under two minutes to score and put Indiana up in that one. It just doesn't seem to make football sense as to how that happened. And, you know, Sidney Brown said after the game that it just seemed like they had lost some of that aggressiveness on that drive. Yeah, I mean, Indiana came out five wide on the first play, so they went to kind of a dime package with six defensive backs. You know, so now you're in a scheme that you're not playing, and they're doing a lot of blitzing. They're trying to get to him. They're just trying to do different things. The rest of the second half, they were in their base defense, and they knew, you know, what Indiana's base offense was, and they were stopping it. And it's just one of those things where you get into this other look that you're not used to practicing, and they start getting some momentum, and you start thinking, okay, do we blitz? Do we drop eight? You know, do we? What do we do here to combat what's happening? And you know, it didn't it didn't work. And it's just, you know, that feeling as the, you know, even on a defense, even for the players, that feeling of like, oh, they're at the 40. Oh, they're at the 20 now. You know, it just starts to you just lose that all that confidence, and all that momentum you had most of the second half. That tempo just seemed to be like too much at the very end there with the, everyone's tired at the end of the game. And that yeah. seemed to be the difference in this one. Uh, special teams. Pretty good play from the Alana. A couple of tough punts from Hugh Robertson, but mm -hmm. Caleb Griffin coming up with that big field goal at the end. Mm -hmm. uh, I asked you about your the decision making process, but uh, did you feel comfortable Griffin going out there one for three on the season, making that and helping him maybe establish some confidence in some of these other close games that we know Brett Bielema likes to play in down the stretch? I was thinking of the play just before that. Um, and they threw, I think it was a kind of a screen, a tunnel kind of look to Casey Washington. He didn't get the first down. In my mind, because I think it was like 2.15 on the clock, in my mind there, I have this kill shot. You know, that it's pick up a first down. Indiana sure. just used their last one. There's 2.15. You can't take three knees, but you can run three kind of longer plays. And if Indiana gets the ball back, they'll have 10 seconds, five seconds left, mm -hmm. you know. So that's almost a that third down you can stand there and say, look, one slant to our best receiver and the game is over. We can end the game right here, uh, and they weren't able to do it. So that's the that's where I look at it. I don't I don't even really think much to the field goal or anything else. I think to that third down play of you have one chance here to you know pick up the first down and this game is over. You've won the you've won the game. They can't come back and you know just it. They weren't able to pick it up, and that's that. What'd you make of the offensive line play today with Julian Pearl, uh, a seemingly scratch before the game? He was here and then headed back to the locker room during warmups. Isaiah Adams moves to left tackle. Jordan Slaughter comes in to left guard. Zai Chrysler stays at right guard. So it's an offensive line uh, lineup that we're not sure how much they even practiced in the offseason. True. But we knew it was going to be a tougher battle than it was against Wyoming against the Indiana front seven. Yeah, I mean, Brett Bielema has mentioned how he feels like they have six offensive line starters that, you know, he he's played Jordan Slaughter a lot this year. They've they've rotated him in with the guards and all spring. Isaiah Adams was at left tackle because Julian Pearl was out with the broken thumb. So 
in a sense, this was just the spring offensive line, mm -hmm. you know, and, in a, and I felt somewhat comfortable because of that, that it would be fine because this is what they ran with all spring with, with Pearl out. So it's the kind of thing that if you have six guys you trust, that's why you're ready for this moment of, okay, he can't go. He's trying it before the game. He just doesn't think he can go. We've still got five other guys we trust. You lose one more, mm -hmm. then you're going to a freshman or you're going to somebody that you haven't played much. Um, but, you know, given that it was just one guy and given that they view six starters, I think, you know, they felt pretty confident going into that. Tom DeVito, game two, what is the confidence level with him after two games in charge of the Illini offense? I mean, I thought it was pretty good. I mean, I, I, 23 seconds left and he hits that first, you know, 25-yard play to Isaiah Williams or whatever. You're having this thought of, like, is he about to have a moment? You know, if they hit that slant on the next play, mm -hmm. they're at the 30 with two timeouts ready in field goal range to win it. So, you know, it was very close. He, he was good. You know, his feet were impressive, I think. You know, this is the first Illinois fans have been able to see him run. You know, that 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 first down pickup where he got the edge and was able to get to the sticks was really impressive. Uh, again, just one play short here and one play short there. And, you know, that drive stalled and they couldn't get into field goal range uh, with a chance to win it. And that was that. Chase Brown, unreal again. Uh, I asked you last week about his prospects of playing on Sunday, and he just seems to keep uh, keeping the hype going. But Josh McCray missing in this one with the injury he sustained against Wyoming, and it seemed like they could have used him for a few plays in there. I can think of one play, a fourth and goal from yeah. the one, uh, where they really wish they would have had Josh McCray. Mm -hmm. um, and, yeah, I mean, I, I even think Chase was pretty tired at the end sure. of the game, especially after he got blown up on that yeah. one play where – you know that out in the flat that they were trying to figure out what is a lateral or forward pass so um yeah that's it's a lot to ask but i mean look he's what, 200 yards tonight and 150 in the last game so he's already you know 350 yards trying to get a thousand yard season i mean 350 yards is he could pass some of the years in the mid 2010s where Illinois had leading rusher at like 470 or something. You know, it's he's uh, he's off to a pretty incredible start. He's creeping up on that. All right, switching to the defense now. Just in general, that front seven seemed to still have some issues getting to the quarterback in this one. Is that concerning to you at this point after game two? It's easily my number one concern. Uh, and I tweeted that, I, you know, I sometimes will tweet this thing where I say, okay, I've seen my first check engine light of the season of like, okay, that could be a problem, like time to call the mechanic kind of thing. Uh, and getting to the quarterback, you know, the first sack of the season came there, I think either third or fourth quarter. Yeah, Johnny Newton. Yeah, Johnny Newton. Like, you, you know, when you've gone a game and a half and you haven't even gotten to the quarterback once, I mean, there were some games last year with six, seven sacks, you know, that's – or, you know, or even if you're looking at tackles for loss and getting into the backfield and that type of thing. So it's it's a big kind of deal of, you know, if, if opposing quarterbacks have time to just stand and throw, you're going to see drives like this last one. All right. A long week now heading into Virginia next Saturday. What are your how do you set expectations for that one? How do you, you know, think about what could even possibly happen in that one? It just seems like this game derailed almost expectations for the Atlanta this season. It's almost, you don't know where it's going to go from here. Yeah, I mean, my thought is is with the fan who was considering Virginia tickets kind of thing. Mm -hmm. You know, you roll out of here with a win and, oh, 2-0, and oh, a 3 o'clock game, we can tailgate all day. You know, mm -hmm. there could have been some real 
you know, ticket sale momentum or program momentum, you're looking at possibly going three and zero. To be one and one, and to have a loss that makes that casual fan say, "That's the Illinois football I know." That's just really hard. I mean, again, you know, we're talking in these narratives of, you know, what it is. It's at the end of the day. You know, I look at football where sometimes you can just mix the score. You know, if that drive had happened mid-third quarter and Illinois just failed to get another field goal and that was the end of the game, it doesn't feel as bad to the fans. But when you do have this, you know, touchdown with 30 seconds left or 23 seconds or whatever, it's it's going to deflate the fan base that's going to say, hey, that's that's the typical football that I've been seeing and, you know, I'll get back involved when, when things change. Yeah, well... It will be interesting to see where the Illini go from here. Another roller coaster season, the highs of week zero, the lows here of week one, 0 and 1 in Big Ten play, 1 and 1 on the season with Virginia coming to town next Saturday. Robert, thanks so much. You can check his stuff out at IlliniBoard.com, at Illini on Twitter. Uh, Robert, thanks for joining us once again. You got it. I think I'm going to go to sleep now. <laughs> middle of the night. <laughs>